Yo, what is going on, everybody? We are back here on Spreading the News. It is episode 14. Can't believe that, but Chase is having technical difficulties. I know he usually starts the shows off, but as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, he's got a picture of him and Michael K. And uh, so his camera is not working for whatever reason today. So I'm here to start it off. So I'm here with Brian. What's up, everybody? It's gonna be, I'm back in New York. I'm back on the show. Last week, I had to take a week off to uh, get back home, but we're here and I'm ready to talk about the Yankees. I'm excited. Uh, these two did a great job last week. I listened. So... Yeah, and uh, if you listened to the episode last week, uh, me and Chase said that Brian was probably not listening, and he is lying. He did not listen to last week's episode. He did not. I haven't gotten uh, around to it, but uh, I will. He hasn't gotten around to it. That means he never will. We knew it. We knew he wouldn't be listening to it, but it's whatever. It's whatever. whatever. Doesn't want to help us out. And then we are also here with Chase, as you know. His, <laughs> I mean, Michael K. We are also here with Michael K. Michael K.'s huge head What's- making an appearance today. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for the warm welcome, Danny. I appreciate it. Um, just wanted to say for the record, Brian is a really bad, really bad um, co-host because he doesn't even want to listen to the show and he can't be on. So yeah, I don't know this about is- I don't know about you, Chase, but if I ever missed it, I would want to hear what it sounds like. So I, don't, I mean, it's kind of kind of fucked up. That he didn't yeah, it was pretty fucked up. I was I was a little. Uh, I mean, Danny, we 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 called like you said, we called that last week that he wasn't going to oh, yeah. listen. So. It's really no shocker. No shocker. But yeah, as you guys can see, there's a picture of me and Michael K. And that gorgeous man next to me. Um, little quick story, if you guys want to hear it. Um, I was just, you know, at a Michael game. What? I want to hear the Michael K. story. Yeah, so I was, K. I've actually met him twice. Um, this oh, is This wow. is my second photo with him. My first photo that I that I met with him was in 2017 or 2018, I want to say. Um, and my brother would get these tickets, these like crazy tickets, and he would always bring me. And um, we were in the Legends uh, Suite Club area, and then we're, we're in our seats. And then I turn around, and Michael K is just sitting there with his family. And this is obviously, like I said, the second time that we met. And I kind of felt bad at first because I wanted to um, – leave him alone with his family and let him enjoy the night. But um, after a while, like I turned around, I, I kind of waved to him and then he waved back and he like looked like really, uh, you know, like happy to be seen. And then, and then he waved, he actually waved me back. Well, he didn't wave me back, but at, like he, he was able to tell, like I kept looking back at him and then I like wanted to go up and say something to him. And then he eventually did wave me back. And then I came back and then we had like a quick two minute conversation just about like, like career paths, like it's no secret. Like I'm sure the listeners and viewers can probably or assume that I want to go into media. Um, but uh, I asked him about that and he gave me good advice and we spoke. And then actually this photo wasn't even supposed to happen because I said to him, I said, I know you're with your family. Like, I don't want to, you know, ruin your night, but um, I just appreciate the advice and uh, enjoy the game. And he was like, he's like, yeah, like, thanks, blah, blah, blah. I asked me for my name, shook my hand. And then he's like, do you want to take a quick photo? And then I was like, yeah, let's take a photo. So he actually asked me to take the photo, which is kind of funny. of him. That's big time. Yeah, That's which a, is kind of funny. Um, personality matches that big head, huh, Brian? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, his head in person is literally ginormous. He's <laughs> he's always joking about it on, on the broadcast, but it, yeah. he's not kidding. It's literally ginormous. It's like <laughs> it's like the size oh. of like like a backpack. Like That's how big it is. So, yeah, kind of, I never, I, I never meet anybody. I never run into anybody. The only thing I, I sat in Hal Steinbrenner's press box, but 
you know. Tell us that story. No, I was I was sitting in the box next to him, and we had too many people, so he said, "Oh, come sit, come sit here. You need extra spots." I was invited. I don't think like I can't sit in the press box, but I was invited there. By Hal? Yeah, Hal said like, "Hey, if you if you guys have too many people, you could come sit in ours, like the front row of because you know they have the outside seating." Yeah, it's pretty cool. Brian, anyway. while we're, Brian, while we're on the topic, why don't you take us through your Robinson Cano story really quick? Oh my God, if we want to give this is okay. I'm. Oh my God. I also miss Mariano Rivera by ten minutes because I wanted to play the PSP. But my <laughs> Robinson Cano story. Okay, um, my Robinson Cano story made me a lifelong Robbie Cano fan. If you guys see, he's like struggling the minors right now, he and sucks. Um, he sucks. a lot of people, a lot of people hated him after he took that big Mariners deal and kind of left the Yankees, but. My story like that is I was I was like a little kid at this time, probably seven, um, seven years old at the game. And like you guys know that when they're coming off the field after an inning, they usually like throw a ball up into the crowd. Um, and so I like ran up to like, you know, the first few rows to get a shot at that ball. Cano throws it up. Some guy reaches over a seven-year-old me, snatches the ball from me. Um, it was devastating. I like started crying on the spot. <laughs> like, right like right there. Um, and Cano saw that, like it ruined my day instantly. And, but I didn't realize Cano was still watching me and felt terrible. And he like got a second ball, threw it up to some other kid, not me, but like motioned the kid to give it to me. Cause he knew that I deserved the first ball. And like, he didn't go back to the dugout until he saw that I had the ball. So I don't know what's going on. I see a ball handed to me. I'm looking all around. They're like, they're telling me to look at Cano. I look at him. He sees me, gives me like a, like a little like air, like chest thing points at me and went back in the dugout. So um, all-time good guy Robinson Cano right there. Uh, wish him the best of his success for the rest of his short career, which is probably, yeah, not a lot left. Very but, over. Very over now. Yeah. But, yeah, until he left us for the money in Seattle. I loved Cano, man. But you understand I, that I now. When you're, little, when you're younger, when he left us to go to Seattle, you're like, oh, this guy is selfish. I mean, you understand it now. But, yeah, this guy is selfish. Fuck him. Like, hate him now. Whatever. But He brought us a World Series. Yeah, he, won, he brought us a World Series. Whatever. All right, but enough of that. Enough of uh, little stories. Let's get into our Yankee of the Week. And Brian, I want to start with you because I'm very excited about your Yankee of the Week, and I, I think everybody will be as well. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm excited for mine too. And okay, I want to make this clear. This is like half kidding, half real. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> my Yankee of the Week is Kyle Harris Higashioka. Yes, his middle name is Harris. I just found that Harris. Out. <laughs> Harris. <laughs> So this is definitely so his first Japanese name. and his middle name is Harris and his first name is Kyle. Yeah. He's a distinguished, he's a distinguished Japanese American guy. Um, I don't know. This has to be his first mention, right? Yeah. No. Well, and first good mention. Oh, Yankee of the week. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, first yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. I gave, I mean, unless... I gave Aaron Hicks a good mention last week. You would know if you listened, but yeah. Um, okay. Well, so hey, gosh, you I mean, first time. I don't think we did a Yankee of the Week for spring training because that was my only thought, but he definitely no, – um, Yeah, so this is his real first good Yankee of the Week mention, and it's actually kind of well-deserved. So if I want to go over the stats, he hit four He hit four home runs this week, which is really good um, after coming off zero the whole season. Um, and he set a record this week by homering off the slowest pitch in the StatCast era. So, like, he's hitting four homers in a week and setting records. How does he not get the nod? Um, he's hitting – he hit 240 this week. I mean, still pretty bad, but, like – but I did want to say on a more realistic and serious note about Higgy, he hit these four home runs this week. Um, if you want to count, if you want to say three, because one was the 35 mile an hour Frank Schwindel homer. 
That was also covered last week. Like, you know, he would have known that, that Danny, if he listened. That was he last week's known. episode. He would have known. Yeah, he would have known. But it's over the last seven games, it's right. It's borderline to talk about. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you can um, talk about it. You want to talk about Higgy? Going. Yeah. So I'm just saying, uh, Higgy is now. I think we can all agree the backup catcher. I think we can all agree Trevino has taken the starting role. No, which I think is a good thing. No, he, he, yeah, keep going. All right, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm just saying, like, he, like Trevino is like the catcher in our yeah. eyes. Yeah, in our um, eyes, yeah. Yeah, so like he clearly couldn't handle the role of being the catcher because he's been horrible the whole season. So if he is getting his power stroke a little bit back, he's never going to hit for average. Um, if he can hit a few homers, that's all I need him to do because I think Trevino's given them, you know, a realistic starting catcher possibility as we even see we think Trevino can be an all-star so um yeah obviously Higgy probably is getting too many games right now and we yeah like we would like to see his his starts lowered um I don't know maybe twice a week because we do think Trevino is the guy but if he can add these few homers off the bench uh that can actually be a good thing for the Yankees so that was my half kidding half serious Higgy Yankee of the week little thing right there it's um it's it's funny Brian because um, Higgy, I feel like in the past, if I'm not mistaken, I've joked about Higgy, especially in spring training when he hit those, what was it? Seven home runs, um, in spring training, I, I would joke about Higgy being Barry Bonds in spring training because, you know, I mean, we saw what he did, but, and then now it's actually funny because there's a running joke on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have seen, but people are literally like calling Jose Trevino, Barry Bonds. Have you guys seen that or no? No, I have yeah, not. Maybe once or twice. So it's funny because I, I saw a photo. Um, I saw a photo. Maybe I'll overlay it on the if, – if we end up using this, obviously, for our Instagram post. But maybe I'll overlay it with the actual photo. But it was Trevino's, like, like headshot, like his Yankees headshot. And then it was just, like, an overlay faded picture of Barry Bonds in the background. <laughs> and, um, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. I don't know where I was going with that, but – all right. All right. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. But go. I mean, in the in the uh, 12-3 win over the Blue Jays uh, on Friday, the only player, the only starting player to not get a hit in that game was Kyle Higashioka. So, I mean, there's that. He went 0 for 5 that day. It was everybody was hitting that game and he was the only one not to get a hit. So that's a great Yankee of the week right there. But I mean, he's not good. He's, <laughs> Look, dude, if he's gonna if he's if he's gonna give us that kind of production as a backup catcher, I'm all for it. But, yeah, over five is great. No, no, what you're saying. He's the occasional home run guy now, which is so weird to think about. But like, that's what he is, I guess. But no, I I, I mentioned in the episode last week that um, I heard like they were talking on yes that they that Boone said he was kind of waiting for Higashioka's power to come. And that's why they're keep, keep playing him because they know he does have pop and he they, he's showed he has pop in the past and it just hasn't happened this season. But this past week, uh, kind of showed that you know it's kind of there. He was kind of the Higashioka we know. He's gonna be bad, but every now and then he could hit you a homer, which um, makes no sense by the way. It's a double standard because the the night after um, Gallo hit two home runs in Minnesota, they benched him. So if you're waiting for the yeah. power to come back for all the players, yeah. Yeah. why Gallo- not keep playing Gallo? Gallo also had a good week today. He hit a ball in Toronto that I nobody no left-handed hitter hits it there. He hit it up to like the boxes, the um the suites. And they called that 403 on Statcast. That ball, it honestly, to honest to God, it looked like it was still going up. There's no way that ball went 403 because nobody hits it there in Toronto. Plus, it was just hit on a straight line. I still think that could have carried for another 500 feet. 
But no, StatCast <laughs> is a little wishy-washy. So, so are you saying the home run should have been 900 feet? I think they should have calculated it as about 900. But 403 is it's garbage to me. Because if you look at that home run where he hit it, you'd never see – you haven't – have you guys ever seen anybody hit it there? No. No, and, no but – And plus it being on a straight line, uh, I, 403 is blasphemy. Blasphemy. No, but I see what you're saying with the StatCast because I feel like more often than not, I feel like StatCast is uh, yeah, like deceiving fraud. us. It's yeah. a fraud. I feel like as like as time has went on, I've started to realize more that Statcast I don't think is accurate at all. Yeah, no, it's a fraud. Remember when they had Mike Ford six hundred homer, six hundred foot homer? Was- yeah, no, it was six eighty, six eighty, six eighty. Mike Ford, and it was like all the, it was like halfway up the bleachers, right? Wasn't it? And they called it six eighty. I mean, that was obviously that wasn't like that was a misprint by their bot or whatever. <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> dude, I remember the graphic of the Mike Ford that home run. I remember the graphic of it. And it actually showed the ball going out of the stadium. Like, like in, you know how, like, there's all, like, Little League fields around Yankee Stadium, like, in some areas? Yeah. Like, it showed the ball in, like, the Little League fields. You know that, bro, you know the, the three fields across the street? That's old Yankee Stadium, right? You know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's not just random Little League fields. That's old Yankee Stadium. Okay, my bad, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Put some Take respect it easy, on it. Put some respect. That housed many championships. That that stadium has many championships. Put some respect on oh, it. Oh wait, hang on. I, well, I was just gonna shout out Stanko because you know the house that Ruth built. That's his favorite player. But oh, he I did. Live. I did want to make a shout out today to Jacob Schnur. It's his birthday. He's a friend of the pod. He loves. Uh, he loves uh, listening to it, and um, um, he's been making yes. a case to come on the show at some point. So we'll see. Maybe. Probably not. But uh, yeah, we are recording this on <laughs> Monday. I know usually usually we record these on Sunday. So happy Father's Day to everyone yesterday. We usually do record on Sunday, but we we were busy yesterday. Couldn't couldn't really get it out. So today is Monday. It's a little late recording, but happy Father's Day to anyone. Yes. That happy Father's Day. Is a father. And yeah, or um, soon to be father. Happy, happy Father's Day and happy mm. birthday to our friend Jacob. He is not a father. But no, Chase, uh, if, if that wraps up our Higgy discussion, Chase, you, let's hear your Yankee of the week. Yeah, let's do it. So since Brian started us off with Kyle Harris Higashioka, I figured I would start us off with Glaber David Torres Castro because Glaber, Glaber David um, Torres Castro over his last seven games is absolutely raking. I mean, the Phenom is back. The, the young phenom, he's back, dude. He, I, I got to, while I'm, I'm talking about him a little bit, I'm going to pull up his um, 2019 numbers for reference. But Glaber is having, do I even say quietly? Do you guys even think it's fair to say quietly? I think yeah. it would be, I think, honestly, think it's not quietly to us because we watch him every day, but I think it is quietly around the league. I don't think anybody yeah, really knows how good Glaber is. Yeah, I that's a good point, Danny. I um I mean Glaber right now on the season, he's hitting 267, 13 homers, 32 RBIs, and a stolen base with an 838 OPS. Um, so obviously his regular season numbers so far speak for themselves. Um, and of course the home run number 13. Um, how many did he have last year? Like nine? Nine. Yeah, yeah, nine. yeah nine. So I mean, obviously he's already on pace. I mean, he he already on smashed pace, it. I can't say on pace, he smashed it, and he's on pace to probably hit like Probably honestly hit like 30 home runs, but um, over his last seven games, Glaber is hitting 417 with a 462 on base percentage and an 875 slug 
with one walk, five RBIs, and two home runs. And we saw him, I think, in uh, the Toronto series, I think he was like seven of his last 11 before, um, I think, his final at-bat, which I think he ended up, yeah, he ended up getting out on in the ninth inning. But um, so I guess, I guess if my memory serves me correctly, he's seven for his last 12. And um, he absolutely raked in Toronto. And yesterday we saw him even almost hit for the cycle. I mean, um, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't even know what more to say about Glaber because he's smashing everyone's um, off-season. Um, what's the right word? Off-season. Yeah, I guess expectations. Predictions, is the right expectations. Word. One of the shots. And I, I, I've always been like a, a Glaber supporter, and. Um, I, I didn't think he would would get to 13 home runs this quickly, and I'm very I'm very proud I'm very proud of him to see uh, him coming back to that player he was in 2018. Where I said I was going to get you guys those numbers, by the way. Um, 2018, he hit 271 for a 820 OPS, um, and he hit 24 home runs, 77. Oh wait, no, he had a better season in 2019. What am I saying? Yeah, 2018 was 2019 rookie, was the season, yeah. right? You're right, right, right. Okay, so he had 90 RBIs in 2019, and he had 38 home runs in 2019 uh, for a 278 average. So he improved from 2018, his rookie year, with an 872 OPS. So obviously, I mean, that's right there. Top 71. three, yeah, top three second baseman in baseball. And I think right now he's, he's coming back to that status, and I think you could see Glaber make an appearance in the All-Star game this year. Yeah, I mean, right now he leads the league. He leads MLB second baseman in home runs, so that's always good to see. We we predicted we had a very low prediction for Glaber home runs. I mean, I predicted him with the most with around eighteen to twenty. I know you guys were a little less lenient. I think I had like four. I think I had fourteen. Yeah, Brian had like ten. But um, Chase, you mentioned his what he's on pace for this season. I got it. My new favorite thing is to go online when ever anybody hits a home run and calculate what they're on what they're on pace for is. Usually, I do it when Judge hits a home run. But Glaber, uh, he has 13 home runs through 66 games. That would put him on a pace for 32 home runs. Oh, I was pretty close. Yeah, 31.914 to be exact. But you round that up to 32. If he could get to 32 home runs, that would be fucking insane i mean a second baseman with that much pop he really should be talked more around the league i know a guy on yankee twitter uh posted who could be in the all-star game for the yankees and glaber torres was on it and everybody replied like nah you can't glaber what are you talking about glaber sucks uh but they don't actually know nobody actually knows they just want they see glaber torres and they want to shit on him because he had all those expectations when he first came up and he hasn't really met him since 2019. He hasn't met him, and he's been highly disappointing. I mean, coming into this year on the MLB Network, he wasn't even ranked in the top 10 second baseman coming in. So that was a little a little chip on Glaber's shoulder now. He didn't get off to the start he wanted, which is why that average is kind of a little down. Like, all those averages are a little down. Like, if he got off to this start that he's on now, he would have, I mean – insane numbers like crazy numbers he has really good numbers right now but if he didn't get off to a slow start and i think part of that was due to him not playing every day and not knowing his role and not really having a role on the team but he kind of he kind of dealt with that and he overcame adversity and i love to see that from my glaber torres i have yeah. uh go ahead brian go ahead are you gonna bring up uh the dan work yes staff? yep yeah you can go you yeah, can uh, you can listen off. that's what i that's what i had too so going back to what danny said about like the glaber all-star 
uh, campaign, which <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going <clears> to, <throat> sorry, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to lie. Like everybody knows, like I was one of the biggest glamour haters out there last year and uh, the beginning of this year, I thought there was no chance he'd be an all-star when you guys like brought that up. Um, and like, he's proven me wrong in a great way. Uh, but I do have it. So our, our buddy, Dan Rourke on Twitter, um, has, uh, who, you know, we are trying to get onto the pod eventually, but, uh, he, he tweeted, this is the middle of the game yesterday. So it was before even his third hit that, uh, Glaber, Glaber's AL ranks among second basemen uh, was 13 home runs, which is first, 520 slugging percentage first, 831 OPS third, and 135 WRC plus, which is third uh, among AL second basemen. And that was before his third hit, so all those numbers are higher. So, um, again, like, there's a really possible chance that Glaber could be an all-star. How many all-stars can the Yankees have? Like we said, you know, previously, like, they don't want all Yankees in the all-star game, although, like, you could have a lot. But uh, Glaber actually is making a really solid case for to be an all-star this year, and it's proving huge for the Yankees. Again, like Daniel saying, people don't really think about Glaber right now uh, as one of like the main guys, but he really is a huge reason for like why they are so good. Is that production, that power production, especially from a second baseman uh, like that he didn't have last year, and it's really nice to have Glaber back. And I truly believe now. I could say I truly believe he's back. I've seen enough now to say that. Yeah. Well, let's 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 think really quick. Um... I mean, Clay Holmes is a lock for the All-Star game. Aaron Judge is a lock. Um, I think you could you can argue that Nestor is a lock, but I mean, Nestor has to be a lock. Argue yeah. it? How could anybody argue that? Because you know how the um, the voting goes, Danny. I don't need to explain that to you. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, Nestor should be a lock. You can argue that our whole pitching rotation. Yeah, I mean, you can argue that I don't know what Sevy's numbers now are, are in the season after his his start. Tyone has a better chance than him. Yeah, yeah, I guess I I personally don't think Tyone would make it just because he's no. Jameson Tyone. But um, those are three locks right there, and um, I feel like I'm missing someone big. You can argue Glaber will make it. Um, I think Rizzo, that's, oh Trevino, Trevino could make it. Trevino Rizzo could make it. Yeah, so that's what six all stars right there. I mean, that's uh, I mean, Wandy can make it. I know he had a tough outing yesterday, but he's been really good. It's pretty wild, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, to see, I mean, to see Glaber come back to this all star even potential is more than I think anyone even has coming into this season. We just wanted to see some strides this year, and I know a lot of people didn't have any hope, and he's uh, he's um, really pushing his way back to that all star status. Yeah, and it's, I love to see it. I mean, he was always one of my favorite players coming up. Uh, just because I said that he wasn't that he wasn't that good recently doesn't mean I never liked him. I mean, people like to say that, like, if you shit on a player, you can't like him. But no, the, the, the truth of the matter is he was bad. He was horrible. So it's kind of being a realist. Like, yeah, I love the yes. dude, but being a, being a realistic Yankee fan, he was not good. But um, it is great. I love seeing him. There's nothing I love more than seeing because he's just so happy. That's what I love to see about it. He's just always so happy. I uh, hit a home run for. Uh, he's a new father, so he hit a home run yesterday. Poppy power. <laughs> yeah, and he came off rocking the baby. Um, but yeah, I love seeing it because a guy that has that much fun on the baseball field, you love seeing them do good. Like a guy that just looks that's like the- he's having fun. I think that's the difference with him this year, though, is because, like, you even see last year when he would go on his rough stretches, he's, like, sulking back to the dugout. Making errors at at short, which actually could have had something to do with his failures at the Mm -hmm. plate last year, probably, because I guess – I think we could all agree, like, it's really a big part about, like, the mental game of Glaber is really, like, a big deal with him. So, 
they're sticking him last year at a position he couldn't play shortstop, and he's making errors like every time the ball's hit to him. That's getting in his head. He gets in his own head. Like that's probably his worst attribute is that he does get in his own head. So last year that would happen. He would just you know go up there, strike out, roll over, jog down the line, back to the dugout, like the same monotonous routine, and like he was not having fun on the baseball field. This year he's playing a position he's comfortable at. He's making all the plays. He's one of the best defensive second basemen in the league this year, um, and. You could see him like last, like yesterday. He's got his new. He's got his heart celebration thing that I love so much. Yeah. Uh, when he's when he's on second, uh, he's just out there like having fun, like Danny just said, and uh, it's so huge for his confidence and the team's ability. When when Glaber is at his best, which he is right now, they're winning games. So, I mean, they won games the whole season, but you know, the emerge the reemergence of Glaber is going to be huge. Glaber is the catalyst for the lineup. I think. I mean, he if he's hitting fifth or hitting sixth, I mean, think about it, right? So. You got DJ Judge, Rizzo, and then you got Stanton, and then you can argue five, six, Donaldson and and Glaber. So if Glaber's hitting the middle of the order there, because I mean I think we can all agree that Don like we love Donaldson, but he's not like he's not like a good hitter. Hasn't been that great of a hitter. He hasn't been that good this year. That's so fine, far, man. so far at least. But he's, he's always getting hurt. Yeah. But Glaber, Glaber, like if Judge is not you know having a Judge day which is rare, but if Judge is not having a Judge day and Stanton is struggling, then Glaber is always, it feels like he's always the guy that steps up yeah. and gets you those, you know, even just gets on base, you know, this routine single or, or he'll um, obviously, I mean, his home run power is back and he'll hit a ball off the wall, which we saw a lot in Toronto, which was, which is great. So Glaber's back. Yep. He is. He Glaber is back and we love it. We are all here for Glaber. Brian, anything else to say on Glaber before we move on? No, I, again, just he's having fun. We're having fun watching him. So, Attaboy. All right, so that brings us to my Yankee of the Week. I just, he... winked, I just winked back at you, Brian, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us to my Yankee of the Week. Um, a guy we have been a very up and down on this season because he has been very up and down this season. A great April, followed by a horrible May, followed by a great June so far. And that is Anthony Rizzo. I am not going to follow the trend and say his middle name, but. Do you know what it is out of curiosity? Yes, of course I know what it is. Just whisper it. What is it? It's it's an it's Italian. You know, you know how to, it's Italian. Anyway. Tony? <laughs> no, it's, Anthony, it's, Tony it's Rizzo. <laughs> Anthony Tony Rizzo. Anyway, this week. He had what a week this guy had. All right. I mean, he started off, he started off, um, you know, he got a hit on the, in the first game of the series against Tampa, whatever, you know, just oh, a normal single. Vincent. Yes. It's Vincent. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But sorry, Danny. Um, he followed that up with an 0 for three night, but really where this Yankee of the week starts is the last game of that Tampa Bay Rays series. Uh, our pitching was great once again. Um, this game, honestly, I'm going to talk about the pitching first. Luis Severino got scratched, and we went with Clark Schmidt as an opener. And followed him was Ryan Weber. Who? Exactly. And they gave us, they gave us six and two-third innings of one-run baseball, and then we handed over to Marinaccio and King. Scoreless. So one run against these Tampa Bay Rays with that pitching lineup i digress we were we, we scored were one that, run what we were saying that weber weber's an mpc yeah and he <laughs> delivered a great performance anyway so rizzo 
And then Rizzo steps up in the bottom of the ninth, a, a walk-off home run. That was so hype into the bullpen. That was so hype. He walked that game off. The offense couldn't get going in that game, and he saved it with a walk-off home run. Just shows you the Yankees could beat you in so many different ways. It doesn't matter how. They could beat you in so many different ways. But Rizzo, that was insane. His gritty needs some work. Maybe I could teach him how to do that. But, Danny, why don't you get up and show us the uh, gritty? Nah, nah, we we done that already. We done that already. We I think the I think the bad gritty. I think the Yankees thing now is the bad gritty. I want to see good gritty. I, I think the bad gritty makes it better. Glaber Glaber's not that bad. Glaber's Dave Caracas, man. <laughs> <laughs> but then the next day we went to Toronto. A rough. They said it was a rough trip to Toronto after that uh, late game. It was a rough trip, and this game started off a little. How do you put it? it? It didn't start off great. It was a very close game in the beginning. Our pitching, Jordan Montgomery gave us a great start, six innings of two-run baseball, but it was close, and it looked like the offense, again, really couldn't get things going. And then all of a sudden, they just exploded. They just exploded for an onslaught of runs. This game ended in a blowout. But what I want to talk about, yes, yeah, Stanton hit a home run to make it 4-1. DJ hit a home run. It was 6-1 in that game, and Anthony Rizzo hit a behemoth of a grand slam to give us our 10th run. He knocked in our 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th run of that game, which was – that was also <laughs> insane. Brian actually got that on video. Of I called it. Calling it. But he kind of called it. He fake called it, but he, he kind of called it, but kind of <laughs> didn't call it because he, he sent us a video of, for Donaldson, and Donaldson struck out that batter before and then he's like oh i was just kidding rizzo was gonna hit it and then that pitch rizzo hit a home run so that's kind of cool but rizzo that's went two for three two for three in that game and um yeah that was an absolute bomb of a home run um it was very hype it, you guys could go back and watch that home run goddamn that was a bomb 435 yeah. which you know stock may have gotten that one right but you know he goes one for two the next day and then the game that I want to talk about after this Yankee of the Week segment, the Sunday game. Uh, we were winning by a lot. Just a quick overview right now. We were winning by a lot, then we weren't, and we were losing. <laughs> but Rizzo came in off the bench. He did not start in this game, and he hit, a, he hit a solo home run, trying to get us back in, back into it. He kind of tried to start a rally. He hit a solo home run. That made it 10-9. We couldn't do it. We couldn't come back. But Rizzo, coming off the bench, given us the spark we needed to at least try to mount to come back late in that game, but kind of it's tough to come back when you give up that lead, but whatever Rizzo great week. And his, in his last seven games, I wanted to bring up, he is hitting 391 with a 500 on base percentage and a 783 slugging percentage, not on base, not OPS, not a seven, not a 783 OPS, 783 slugging percentage. That is good for a, 12 trying to do the math quick 1283 OPS so insane stuff from Rizzo and in his last 15 he's hitting 293 388 on base 655 slugging so he is back Anthony Rizzo is back and he actually credited it to him getting hit by pitches we know that Anthony Rizzo gets hit more than anyone in the league by by a ton and he said that he the reason why he kind of struggled in May is because he wasn't getting hit by pitches he wasn't so now in June, he's getting hit by pitches, and that kind of opens up his offense for some reason. I don't get it, but for some reason, him getting hit by pitches opens up his whole game, which is awesome. Anthony, Anthony Rizzo is to hit pitches what Jacoby Ellsbury was to catch his interferences. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, there you go. Um, 
listen, I think Rizzo is one of my favorite players on this team. I We all agree he had a bad May, but I wasn't worried during that May. We know Anthony Rizzo is a really good hitter. One of my favorite quotes from this whole thing, uh, I think it was after the walk-off home run, but uh, at that time Rizzo was hitting like 223. It's, it's up now, obviously, after the big week. But Jack Curry said something like, Anthony Rizzo is the best 223 hitter in all of baseball. Yep. Um, and that's definitely true. Like We know Rizzo is – like. Rizzo is a good hitter. We don't have to worry about him. We know, I mean, we all kind of agree batting average doesn't mean much. Like, it's uh, some stock. Uh, he's not the best batting average guy, but he's still on pace to hit over 40 homers and drive in a lot of runs. And you see, like, at any time, he could just come in and do it, like, off the bench. I mean, that's impressive. It's coming off the bench uh, against the Toronto bullpen and just porch run right away, get the Yankees back in the game, which obviously they end up losing. But, uh, I mean, this whole offense was, was really good all week, and when they weren't, the pitching was good. So, listen – the Yankees, I've said, like, you know, are the perfect team this year. Uh, hopefully to keep that going. Uh, I don't know if Chase got anything on Rizzo. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you guys pretty much covered everything about Rizzo. I uh, What I did want to highlight about Rizzo, though, not to be a little negative, but um, Rizzo, I mean, Danny, you spoke a little bit about his bad May. Um, he had a pretty, pretty brutal month. And I remember I highlighted him in one of my Yankee of the weeks, just to kind of talk about him a little bit, because, you know, in April, he was, um, a big, big, he is a big piece of our offense. I can't even say in April because he is a big piece of our offense when he's hitting, it feels like everything's going, but, um, for whatever reason, I'm trying to load up his God, I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to load up his defensive run saved right now. All right. Well, the on base, uh, while you're pulling that up, um, he's on pace for 44 home runs. Wow. I just said I love doing that, but he's on pace for 44. How right many now. was he up to right now? He's a, he's at 18. He's got 18 right now. Wow. Uh, his defensive run save right now, by the way, is negative four, uh, negative two, negative yeah. two. Oh, okay. So he actually, uh, okay. Negative so he, he evened it out a little bit. I remember like a week ago, it was like, like minus seven or something. <laughs> yeah. It was like negative. Bless you, man. Bless, Jeez. What's up? Jeez. Shut Sorry your goddamn mouth over there. Sorry about that one, guys. Oh. God, I hate you. <laughs> I'm Gotta clean this mic off. I'm lady. talking here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a week ago, it was like negative seven, I think it was. Um, so I guess he, he evened it out a little bit. So maybe my argument doesn't make a lot more much sense at the moment. But I feel like Rizzo is uh like is known as that guy who's like sure thing at first and i feel like he hasn't really been that sure thing this year but i don't i disagree well, i am looking I think, at his i'm looking at his defensive numbers he's played 13 games at second base what one game at third base one game in left what when he was with the cubs yeah when he was at the cut he's played 13 games at second base what the fuck 10 maybe in 2017 he should, maybe he should play shortstop because our guy sucks yeah, right. Yeah. Also, Isaiah kind of falefa I talk about this all the time with my cousins. The Yankee um, and all around the league, the official scores are horrible. Yeah. Isaiah kind of falefa I forget what the, there was like, there's, I think it was, I think John Boy posted, it's like 10 plays this year that, that um, they didn't give Isaiah kind of falefa an error where it should have been counted as an error because for whatever reason, they didn't give it an error and they gave it a hit. Isaiah Carter Falefa would be leading the majors in errors by far right now if they gave him errors that he deserved. He has been really not good. Keeping uh, he has seven errors time. already. He this has great seven errors to, uh, right now. This is a great time to keep on the Michael K train because I'm pretty sure it was in one of the Rays games or maybe it was the Blues games. <laughs> obviously, where IKF made a play that was definitely an error and it was called a hit or something. And Michael K went on a tirade. Yeah, he went on a. <laughs> no, I think it was, was Tim Anderson. 
No, no, no that was a, that was in the White Sox series. It was again this week with Isaiah kind of. Oh, I think it was really? in the Blue Jays game. <laughs> yeah, Michael K. Back in the White Sox series when Tim Anderson was making all those errors that counted as hits. He's Michael like, K. Was furious. He's like, he's like, if, if Tim Anderson has like uh, has uh, like seven errors this year, how many errors does he really have? Yeah, yeah. No, that's he, what it said. John Boy calculated it, and it was like I think it was ten. I think it was ten plays where Isaiah kind of was given a hit on a play that was an error. So he has seven errors right now. That would be 17 errors on the season. That's horrible. Yeah. My favorite, the quote was, I think it was, he makes the play that should have been an error. They call it a hit. There's a little pause. Kay goes, I'm sorry. In what <laughs> world is that not an error? <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's oh so funny. Because we, we talk all the time. Michael K just says it like it is. And he when he goes on his rants about it, it is so funny. Oh, it's great. Because like, he says things that people don't want to say. Like, like, I don't know, like Yankee fans don't want to say or don't want to hear. But he says it because you got to hear it. And he, he's, rant about it. Hear he's it. like, what the hell is this? I mean, I'm just like, oh, my God. But, yeah, the official score has got to be better. I, they're giving it like it's not Little League. We don't give hit. We don't give hits to people just because they hit it hard or whatever. Or they're like two steps from the base. Like, no, it, it's an error. An error is an error. An error is an error. Well, I don't know what that was, but an error is an error. Well, back to Rizzo. Yeah, um, whatever. Rizzo. I, I think uh, he's he could he's he uh, he could be better in the field, but he's he's like obviously a you know I always say a big upgrade from Voight, so I'm obviously happy with that. I mean Rizzo, it feels like he it feels like he he scoops everything, and he's still like he's still like an above average fielder. He's just not like not what I was expecting in terms of like elite, like, like, you know, do you know what I'm saying, Danny? I mean, don't need it. You don't really need it at first base either. Like if a guy has given you this offense production, you kind of take the lower defense. And it's not like, it's not like his defense is bad. He's solid. No, it's not bad. I don't want to say it's solid over there. That's not what I mean. Yeah. Like first base is probably like the least important position for defense. I mean, he's, he's tied for fourth in the league with 18 homers right now. And he scoops everything. I mean, he's the close, he's the closest scooper I've seen to, to share all that. He's untouchable, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, I think like, yeah. I don't care about his defensive run save numbers. If they're negative, I think Rizzo is a really, really good, like above average player. That's going to help the yeah. Yankees do championship. Like we're, I, there's no need. There it is. We've again, Isaiah kind of left as many balls as he spikes in the dirt, Rizzo has saved yeah. him from errors there. Like that's why you need Rizzo. If if we had Void or someone like even DJ, who's not a natural first baseman, but DJ is not the best at those scoops. Like you need Rizzo over there, or else you know Isaiah is going to have what do we say? He should have seventeen errors. He might have thirty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because there are nice. so many times, there are so many times where Isaiah kind of felt either fielding a double play or like he's kind of taking his time to throw and then just spikes it into the dirt, and Rizzo <laughs> has to scoop it out. I can't but, sucks, dude. I hate to. I hate to. Um, bring up Gary again, but I have, uh, Oh my <laughs> God. Me and Brian, if you're listening to it, me and Brian both rolled our eyes just now. <laughs> you both I just hit your head. You both your heads just went back like 10 feet. <laughs> I hate to bring up Gary right now, but he is, he is relative here. Mariners roster moves today. Ken Giles reinstated from the 60 day IL. So you might be wondering, what does it have to do with Gary Sanchez? Well, if Wait, you I know back, what that has to do with Gary, but what does it have to do with the Yankees? <laughs> what does that have to do with the fucking Yankees? If you remember back. Of course. Ken Giles punched himself in the face once Gary hit the uh, go-ahead home run in Houston. So Yeah, to, Gary hit a go-ahead three home run. And Ken Giles, like, yeah, you, like, people, like, playfully punch yourself in the face. But Ken Giles in that, like, again, go look at that. If you haven't seen it, go look at uh, Gary home run off Ken Giles and the reaction after. He actually, like, actually punched himself in the face. You know, it's like, funny. Like, it's... actually, like, gave it. <laughs> it's hilarious because Michael K. <laughs> He actually, like, we were just literally just saying how Michael K calls it like it is. I'm pretty sure 
Michael K was the one calling it. When Ken Giles is walking back to the dugout after he gets pulled, Michael K goes, did he just punch himself in the face? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what did I just watch? <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. It's actually insane. It's I'll so go to great. war for Michael K is like the best play by play in baseball. I'm yeah. Just, and people shit on him. him. People shit on him all over. I think he's great. Dude, what happened in the K-Rod broadcast? Did that get canceled? Because it sucked. Did it get canceled? I think. I don't think it's not a thing anymore. Because nobody liked it. It wasn't because like people, nobody, as much as you like they nobody likes listening to a rod nobody likes listening you know, to A-Rod. That's, that's interesting i caught a lot of heat the other day just by saying out loud that um a rod is like one of my favorite yankees ever and like everyone around me was like that's insane. yeah that's weird like that's weird you know, but a rod's like, one of my favorite yankees ever too I, but people people like i've heard like oh no yankee fan was rooting for a rod we all hated him no you're that's kidding bullshit that's if so you weren't rooting I, honestly i hate that because yeah one that's not true because every yankee fan was rooting for a rod two if you're not rooting for a player on your team, are you really a fan of the team? Like, I don't care if you hate the guy or whatever this guy did. If he's playing for your team, you root for him. And you want us to win. You want us to win games, don't you? And if he's going to help us win games, I ne- like. I talked about this last week, I think, or maybe two weeks ago when people say, no, it was last week when people say like, oh, you can't be happy with scraping off a win against a bad team. Like, yes, you fucking can. You can be happy with anything. Like, any win is a win, and if a guy is playing good for your team, you're happy with the guy playing good for your team. It doesn't matter how they're doing it. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I know, the steroids, whatever. But after the steroids, like, and he's playing on the field, like, whatever. You say, oh, yeah, he deserved to get suspended. But when he's on the field, you root for the Yankees to win, and you root for him to do good. And, and that's the case for anybody. Anybody you root for are, to do Some good. people are just weird, Danny. It, it, some I mean, people are just some not real just Yankee wi- fans. Some people are just wired it's differently. Ridiculous. Yeah, this is obviously unrelated to today's Yankees, but I just – that was like – mind-boggling to me the other day i just don't i just don't understand like, like the a-rod hate especially now he brought us world series he all he did was love being yankee putting and, on pinstripes and giving us great years multiple mvps like, i don't know what the a-rod we grew up with a-rod as being like him and jeter were the fate even though they hated each other they were like they were the face of yankees yeah like and yes a little tidbit Derek jeter and a-rod did not get along as much as you think they should have gotten along if they, they did not they really didn't but, you know, they did bit. They did the Actually, business. They won the Yankees games. The Jeter doc is coming out, um, I think, this yeah. week, right? I'm Isn't that this week? That. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, yeah the captain will be, uh, will be coming out. Cannot wait. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get some more A-Rod uh, content there. But They're not going to say that they didn't like each other. They absolutely will. They they, it's in the trailer. I think it's in the trailer. I think I think A-Rod like, says in the trailer um, – I think he, he says in the trailer, like, he went up to Jeter and he was like, do you have a problem with me? Like, I think he says in the trailer. Or so, I don't know. Something. Uh, yeah. And, like, like there was an interview after the playing days. Like, after their playing days, they someone interviewed them. And it was the most awkward interview I've ever seen. Because, like, they both, they're not, like, friends. People think, like, oh, shortstop, second baseman, uh, shortstop, third baseman, uh, Yankees, both the best players on the team. You think they have to be best friends, right? But no, it was the most awkward interview I've ever. It was like the awkward laughter, like trying not to like make it obvious that they don't like each other. They were best friends before A Rod got to New York. Yeah, yes, they Which were best friends when A Rod wasn't on the Yankees. Yeah. Yep. One of my one of my favorite pictures ever is those pictures. That picture of them at like some celebrity softball game, and they're both wearing those sunglasses, like in Dallas with the. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah. my background for yeah. so long. Yeah, but yeah, that, it's always always odd to me that they weren't best friends. Like they, and especially since they were really good friends before being teammates, and then they weren't friends when they were teammates. But yeah, kind of cool. Kinda yeah, cool. Um, it definitely. So if you're a Yankee fan, you should definitely watch the captain, and they should be paying me for advertising it on here. But yeah, right. I had to get that Gary coming in. 
No, you didn't. Sorry. You really you're Yankee fan. You also have to go back and watch that three-minute Nestor mic'd up because that was the best thing I saw all week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I replied on the Twitter. I said, um, what did I say? I said, desperately need more content like this or something like that. It was it was hilarious. Chase, you know what I got from that? I got from that that him and Tyone are like buddies, which like I makes know, me dude, so happy. Dude, the they're whole rotation, all they're buddies. all buddies. They're all yeah. buddies. yeah, yeah. The rotation. Like, it, usually those mic'd up things are so cringe and I hate them, but Nestor is just so Nestor's like. Yeah. I think Tyone was like, was like, so those are uh, dill pickle sunflowers eats? No, nah, Nestor asked him. Nestor oh, asked Tyone, and then Tyone's oh. like, Tyone's like such a nerd. He's like, he's like, probably in the formula. Like, there's some. Dill <laughs> yeah. <pickle."> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but usually those mic'd up things, they're like, for, they force it. But yeah. Nestor, you could tell that they're just such good. Like, oh, it's just Gallo's funny. actually Gallo's had some pretty funny mic'd up. Yeah, too. just because he's like he's, he's, spring he's training, like a weirdo. He, had, he's he a got weirdo. mic'd up and it was really funny. Well, Gallo is Gallo's just a weirdo. So like Britain too, when Britain was mic'd up, like the, when the weirdos are mic'd up, it's funny. I, oh, dude, I, do I you was... remember when Tommy Canley was mic'd up? Yeah, oh, again, like, like two weirdo. years ago, and he's he was like he was like looking for Chad Green. He's like Chad, Chad. <laughs> he's like walking around like the spring training facility, like looking for Chad Green. <laughs> You know, I mean, we see them all the time, like, obviously on TV, like, the rotations are always, like, messing around, like, in the dugout, like, like talking. I was like, what are they talking about? Like, now we got, like, a little glimpse. It's like, they're talking about nothing. They're just, like, they're just yeah, nothing, stupid dude. shit. I almost so wish, funny. I, I wish that we could get, like, gain that access to, like, I, I love seeing that kind of content, like, seeing, yeah. like, how they act when they're off the field, like, off the field stuff, like, even, like, in the clubhouse, like, I... Like when I see someone post an Instagram story, like of I don't know someone wearing like the uh, the game belt, mm-hmm. I I don't know I I love all that kind of content. We like never get to see it, so when we do, it's like a it's like a nice treat. And Nestor did not disappoint. My favorite thing too about Nestor is that like on his non-start days, he's in the dugout. He like his hat is just like touching his head. He like doesn't wear his hat every time. If you show him in the dugout, it's like just barely on his head, like falling yeah. off. This is the most chill guy. I love him. I, he was like, I can really go for some pizza tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. All right. Anyway, let's go back to the Yankees play this week. All right. Enough mic'd up. Let's go to how they played. Um, they won the first five games of this week, which was awesome. And you think this team can't be stopped. That's nine in a row, 16 of 17. This team cannot be stopped. And then we get to Sunday, riding a high, the – in the Tampa series, it was really the pitching that carried us. In the Baltimore, in the Toronto series, not Baltimore, in the Toronto series, our offense really picked up, and it looked the same way on Sunday. Our offense was scorching. Um, uh, Severino had a rough first inning. He gave up a couple runs. Did we just lose Brian? No. There he I is. I my nose there. I didn't want the camera to see it. Nice. So <laughs> we were up at a point. What was it? Eight. Eight three, we were eight, up. Three. We were up eight three in this game. And you think, like the Yankees this year? See on Twitter, they have the, had the safest leads and the they've had the safest leads and the least safe leads against them because they always come back and they always hold their leads. So we're up eight three. We're like, holy shit! We just swept the Rays. We just swept the Blue Jays. Oh my god! We just swept two of the top teams in the AL behind us, and we're running high. This offense is insane. MLB posts on Instagram. Oh, the Yankees their smell their – yeah, the, yeah. Yan- the Yankees smell their 10th straight. That jinxed us because all of a sudden, Teoscar Hernandez. Um, <sighs> and Lourdes Goriel. Lourdes Goriel. That's who I was thinking of. I meant Lourdes Goriel, Grand Slam, and then Teoscar Hernandez, three-run homer. And all of a sudden, we're down 10-8. And we're just – it's like, what the fuck just happened? Miguel Castro imploded. 
Wandy Peralta imploded, which we haven't seen at all. Miguel Castro, we know, is inconsistent. But Wandy Peralta has been our second-best reliever behind Clay Holmes. Like, that dynamic between Wandy and Clay has been unstoppable. And it's 8-3. We're, we're about to go up, what, 12 games on them? Or 13? Whatever. We're about to go up 13 games, and now it's 12? Which, yeah, you can't get mad, right? Or no, yeah, now it's 11. Uh, you can't get mad about losing a game, right? The team has to lose. It's a 162-game season. The team has to lose, especially we've just won 16 of 17. We're on a nine-game winning streak. We're going to lose eventually. But like we've said all year, we don't have many losses, but the losses we have are heartbreaking. We have yeah. had a, so many heartbreaking losses. And this one, I wouldn't say topped it, but is definitely up there for one of the most heartbreaking. Because they <laughs> score To let them score seven unanswered, just yeah uh, i mean definitely a frustrating loss but i don't think it should be a storyline of the week um they like they had a a great great week and uh i mean i just my takeaway from that was miguel castro i think is the weak link in our bullpen um but i mean loss like that are gonna happen uh i'm not too broken up about it it sucks just because the last one of the week like now i can't wait for them to play later and hopefully win because like you know to lose again after that would be like uh but they're fine um, just, just a frustrating one. Definitely. You, you, like Danny was saying, you definitely think you have it up eight, three with this bullpen, but, um, I guess no lead is safe for Miguel Castro. And, uh, yeah. it was, uh, it, it, go ahead, Danny. No, Chase, you go, you go, you go come back was, to me after. It was like the first bullpen implosion all year. It felt yeah. like, yeah. And, um, it, it sucked because obviously like you guys said, like it's going to happen, but like, it sucks, you know, um, could have reached their 50th win, which would have been nice. Um, could have swept two straight series, which would have been nice. But of course, like in the last episode, me and Danny were talking about this, um, this stretch coming up. And now that they're already through two of those series, I mean, Danny, I don't know about you, but when we were talking, um, if I remember correctly, I wasn't, not that I wasn't optimistic about the Yankees and these two series, but I was, you know, a little worried because it's, it's a tough stretch. Yeah. And they more than managed what I, um, what we asked them to do. Um, I think we wanted them to win, I think, six of, of nine or seven of nine, I think I you said. said. seven. Yeah. yeah, you said seven. I think I said six. Um, so for them to come out and win five of their first six, obviously, is really impressive. But mm-hmm. I was saying to you guys in the group chat, it almost um, like it shows with that weak, with that weak link in Miguel Castro, like it shows I feel like they got to go out and get a bullpen arm, especially another righty, because – who else do they have other than Clay Holmes as a righty that's really dominant? Like um, King is good. Yeah, but he's he's like their setup eighth inning guy now. Like yeah. he like there's no like middle of the game guy if the starters if the starter doesn't have it. You know what I'm saying? I mean Clark Schmidt can be that. I yeah, think. I agree. I, they got to use Clark more. I think so. Too. They do have to use Clark more in high leverage situations. Like they use him as an opener and he was great. But I just not start anymore. I'm just frustrated because I'm frustrated about Miguel Castro because I feel like they're constantly throwing him out in these roles. And yes, he succeeded in a lot of more, probably more. He's been succeed. Oh my God. He succeeded more often than not this year. But when he doesn't have his control, it's just like, which is very, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty often he doesn't have his control. But it's um, it's it's like it's like you're it's like watching Roldis Chapman. It's like you're just like waiting for it to all unfold. And we yeah. saw it yesterday. That's what I was going to bring up. That uh, Chapman's on his way back. So everybody hold your breaths for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but now they have like a like an all lefty bullpen. So they got to I feel like they got to get another righty. Yeah, I mean Loizaka should be coming back too, but also he hasn't been good this season. 
from when he played. But yeah, the only other bullpen implosion I could really think of off the top of my head was that Baltimore game in Baltimore with Santander hitting the walk-off three yes. on Homer. Yes. That's really the only other one I could um, think of off the top of my head. But like we talk about every week, like stupid people on, on Instagram and Twitter. Like we talk about them all the time, like just p- stupid people in the comments. And you see like that the Toronto MLB post that they just scored seven unanswered against the Yankees and took the lead, whatever. And then you see in the comments, like, Oh, this is where the Yankees streak ends. Oh, the Yankees stink. See the Yankees can't keep it up. The Yankees are going on a huge cold streak after this. Oh, here it comes. Yankees cold streak. Like shut the fuck up. What the fuck are you talking about? Like we just went 16 out of 17. We are the hottest team in baseball. We are the best team in baseball. And to predict a cold streak right now, like, yes, this team in the past, if this was the past years, I'd agree. Like, yes, a cold streak is coming. And this season, it seems like we're waiting for a cold streak to come because every team goes through it. And, well, no, good teams don't really go through, like, huge cold streaks like the Yankees have in the past. Like, Yankees have gone through some really, really cold streaks and more often than good teams do. But, like, you think you keep waiting and people say, like, it has to happen eventually, but it's already end of June. Like we're waiting for that really cold streak to happen. Like it's kind of past where you could expect it to happen. Like it's kind of that point in the season where they're just good. You, you, yeah. You, you see who's good, who's not team wise and player wise. And the fact that we haven't gone through like a really cold, cold streak is really like, I don't know. Weird. I want to say weird. Cause like you think it's gotta happen. Like you think a little cold streak has to happen. But Yankees have had huge cold streaks, and everybody, again, keeps saying that it has to. But it's already late June, and it hasn't. Like, that's what I think this team is so much different. Like, it hasn't happened yet late June. Like, we're about to be in July. We're almost to the halfway point of the season, and we haven't gone through a stretch like that. I love this team. Love this yeah, team. I mean, yesterday I saw on Twitter it was called, like, a 2021 Yankees loss, which I agree. And it would be a 2021 yeah. Yankees thing to do to just lose the next series or get swept. But that's not going to happen. This team, yeah. um, this is a 2022 Yankees I think they have the same exact record as a 98 team did uh, right now, like through this point in the season I saw on fan graphs, I'm pretty sure. And they're like right mm-hmm. behind that crazy Mariners team. Like this is a different team. This is not like an implosion team. Yeah, no. Yeah, we might see a uh, big Subway series this year. Who knows? Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. <sighs> but like, um, I wanted to say something. What you? you say you can go, Danny. I was, I was thinking about what I was going to say. But yeah, I like that you brought that up, Brian, because like the 2021 losses, even like 2020 losses, like the heartbreaking losses where you give up the lead and it's just like absolute heartbreak. You're like, yeah, it was a heartbreaking loss, but this team is different. Like stop comparing them to previous teams because they've proven already, like again, it's late June. It's deep into the season. They've proven they're different than those teams. Again, it's a tough loss, but you have tough losses throughout the season. They're allowed to lose a game, all right? They're allowed to lose a game. Don't give them so much shit for losing a game. They're allowed to. And it happens. Bullpen, bullpens are very volatile. It happens. Their bullpen has been so good. It's bound, they're bound to give up some runs. Like, it has to happen. It's just what happens over the course of a good season. Like, the Dodgers got swept by the Pirates. Like, it happens. Yes. Like, losses happen. They're not – I know this is team. They're not, like, you know, on their way to Tampa thinking, like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe we lost that last game. Yeah. Like, they're thinking about the series win, um, how they dominated those two really good teams, back-to-back series. They're going to go play the Rays again. And they are – I mean, you could see, like, they – all of them posted like their series win Instagram videos. Like judge did his thing. Uh, IKF. I don't know if he deserves to do that, but he did post one. Um, So like, you know, they're still feeling good about where they are. I don't think there's any reason to worry. I did want to congratulate the Toronto blue Jays on winning their world series by uh, avoiding the sweep because they were really excited about that. So like really happy. 
Um, yeah, Blue Jays Twitter was so that was good. Really, I mean, they cut they really cut the uh, they cut the deficit. They're only eleven back now. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, nice job, guys. They're they're really excited about it, so I'm so happy for them. I know, I love that. I, I it's just so it's so embarrassing that Blue Jays fans and even like the Blue Jays, like, they're going insane over like beating the Yankees. Like, ah, oh, fuck you, Yankees. Like, yeah, you're not unbeatable. You like, sweep dude, us. Oh you couldn't god. sweep us. Like, oh my god. Yeah, no sweep. Like, they did it again. They avoided oh. the sweep like earlier in the season, like on that Vlad Jr. pick, and he was like yeah. pumping, like going nuts, like as if they just like won the pen. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 Speaking of speaking of the AL East, that that brings me back to what I was gonna say to you guys. I wanted to present you guys two questions. So my first question for both of you. Um, Jack Curry the other day was on the post game saying after the second win of the series that he thinks that the rest of the AL East is playing for second place at this point in mm. the division. Do you guys agree, or do you do you think that teams like the Rays and the Blue Jays and even the Red Sox, honestly, at this point, are thinking that they can catch the Yankees for first? I want to say that it's over, but I can't, I just don't want to jinx anything. Yeah, um, it isn't over. Um, I want to bring up, I was listening to the MLB Network, and Mad Dog said that, like, oh, they're out. Like, they need to, like, the rest of the teams are out. They have to start thinking about second place. But that's not true. In um 1978, the Bucky Dent, the Bucky Dent game, the game 163 against the Red Sox to put us in, the Yankees were down 14 games to the Red Sox in July that season. And they ended up storming back and winning in game 163 to win the division. So, yeah, the American League tie, East tiebreaker game. So it can happen. Again, this Yankee team would kind of have to go on a cold streak for that to happen. We don't see that happening. But anything could happen in baseball, especially this season. Like, yeah, anything could happen. And like we've seen it before. Like I said, the Yankees were down 14 games in July. We've seen it before. So definitely I think I'm confident in that the Yankees kind of have it a little locked, but they don't have it locked. Yeah, I agree with you, Danny. And my second question for both of you was, what do you guys think that the Yankees need to kind of put them over the top this year? Like, do you think they need anything? We need an outfielder and, like Brian said, another bullpen arm. Like, uh, Judge, here, like what I've been thinking about a lot, we've said in the beginning of the season, like, they can't trade for another outfielder that's not a center fielder because they don't really have that everyday center fielder. They don't want to play judge in center field. But judge is now the everyday center fielder. He's playing center field every day. So I honestly think they know that. I think they know that they need another outfielder. So they've been playing judge every day just to see how it works. And if it didn't work out, then they say, all right, whatever. We'll go back to right field and we won't trade. But I think this is opening up the door to for a trade of like maybe even an Andrew Benatendi or a Cole Calhoun. I think judge playing center every day. I think they're experimenting that to open up a trade possibility for a corner outfielder like Andrew Benatendi or Cole Calhoun, something like that. I totally agree with that. I mean, that would be my first thing if I had to say something that I want. I don't think they need anything. I think they can win the rest of the right now with the team they got. Like, chase your ass and, like, put them over the top. I think they are the top. I don't think they need anything to put them over the top. Um, I agree with I agree with Danny and I agree with Chase where you were saying like a righty reliever for depth. Th- those things would be nice, but if they came out of the jury deadline with this exact team, I'm still thinking we like we're gonna win it all. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That would just be like the cherry on top. We already got the icing on the cake. We already got every all the other toppings. Just the cherry would maybe be another outfielder or yeah. I think I'm pretty on on uh, par with both of you there, but obviously, I mean, I've been saying this for for the last like seven episodes getting Andrew Benintendi would just be like you said Danny the cherry on top so yeah um I mean since you already covered that I won't go into depth but um that would be sick 
Uh, I mean, imagine him leading off and then putting DJ in the fifth spot, and then you got Glaber and Donaldson for that. I mean, that would yep. be insane. Uh, yep, that would be great. But again, this team is insane as is. So, yep. um, let's we're going a little. It's, this episode has been a little lengthy, I think. So let's talk about this week coming up. No. Yeah, let's do um serious predictions. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have the Rays again in Tampa, and then we have the Houston Astros, which I am very, very excited about. I'm going to go to one of those games. I already know, Chase. I know we talked I'll about I'll be it there. Uh, I'm going to be I'm there going, Sunday. I'm going to one of those games. But, um, yeah, huge games coming up against, again, two of the best teams in the American League behind us. We got Tampa. We got Cole on the mound tonight against Shane McClanahan again. Oh, Shane um, again, dude? I know. I know. I mean, <laughs> Shane is so good. I think they bounce back and win this game. I think Cole is my play quick game prediction. I think, you know, they say, they say the ace is the one that starts the winning streak, stop the losing streaks. I think, I mean, Cole has to earn his money tonight and be like, okay, yes, we had a bad loss yesterday. You know, this is a new day and give them like yeah. six or seven shutout, one run, maybe, you know, a lot of high strikeout game. They're going to get to McClanahan. I think they're going to get back on track tonight. I don't know about getting to McClanahan. I do think, obviously, I'm not going to predict a loss. I think they're going to win the game, but getting to McClanahan hasn't been done yet this season. I mean, Judge, I know, went yard off of him. But one run isn't getting to him. Um, so I don't know about if we're going to have, like, an offensive onslaught. I think we are going to scrape off, scrape across I didn't say a couple that. Runs. I was thinking, yeah, maybe like a, maybe like a walk and home where that's two runs. Cole gives yeah. up one. A bloop and a blast. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Blast. Gets him enough. Yeah, yeah. Get Cole. Cole. I yeah. I think I'm looking for a dominant Cole performance tonight as well. Like get get him a couple runs and let's shut it down. We can't have two games in a row where the pitching staff disappoints. So we're gonna be back on track. Yeah, and Cole Cole can't keep keep up with these. You know, every other start where he's gonna have a bad start. You know. Yeah. And last last start he pitched really well against um Tampa. So. Um, let's hope he can look to do it again. And hopefully, um, he'll keep us in the game. I mean, that's what we're paying him for, right? Against McClanahan. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I think we could see like a final score tonight of like maybe three, two, three, one, I was thinking, like, yeah. two, one. something really two, close. One. Yeah. Two, yeah. Um, I mean, that's what it kind of happens. That's what kind of happened in like the whole series last, like the, whenever you burst the race, cause they have a great pitching staff. So really you're kind of just looking for those couple of runs to scrape you across so what do we got for game two danny we the yankees starter neither starters are announced actually Yankee stars aren't announced for like the next week i was just looking yeah. at it. seriously yeah that's weird i mean you gotta think so you can't really it's gotta be like Nest, a, nestor right nestor nestor and jmo yeah but no, I, it might be Nestor in like an opener game again because we didn't have a day off. I think they're gonna have to use an opener in one of these games, like a Clark Schmidt type deal. I hate openers. Domingo, Domingo Herman is on his way back. Yeah, what is gonna? We were talking about that. Like, yeah, he might could be have, the could be the righty reliever we're looking for. Honestly, yeah, honestly, he could be out be, of the bullpen like a long yeah. reliever. I, I love Domingo Herman uh, as a player, as a player for the Yankees. Definitely, he, just as a player, just as a player. Uh, he's not <laughs> the best person in the world. We know no, that, but as a player for the Yankees, he helps us win. And he's definitely a big piece to have back. And you you would think like, oh, he's just going to pencil himself back in and into the back of the rotation. But no, this rotation is too good. He has no re- really where to go. So he's probably going to be relegated to the bullpen. And he's kind of going to be that guy where if they need a spot start, then he'll be the spot starter, kind of like Clark Schmidt has been. 
Yeah, and he's played that role before with the Yankees. It won't be anything yeah. new to him. I mean, he might not love it, but he just has no spot in this rotation. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Injuries suck, and that happens. But, yeah, Tampa-Houston, a four-game set against Houston, too. It's We have no days off, man. It, like, yeah, I love it. I love it watching the Yankees every single day. I hate when they have days off, but you need days off to get the pitching back and to kind of get healthy, get some rest. But, yeah, they're going to have to do – Boone, he's done it – all this year, they've had to play a lot of games in a row, and he's done great all year at managing his pitchers. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that. It feels like we're in the twilight zone. I can't believe I'm fucking saying that Boone has managed his pitchers well. But um, he has. So I think really there's no nothing to worry about. We don't have we don't have a day off till July 4th. So seven game stretch. What's our record over this stretch here? Six and seven, seven two. Six oh, six out of seven, you're saying, Danny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Six, six, six. Ryan out of seven. says five and two. I think I'll go, I think I'll go five and two as well. Six out of seven. Um uh maybe five. Uh, yeah, five five related, but six. Let's do it. Let's get six. Let's sweep the Astros. Imagine. That would be awesome. All right. Um, do we have anything else to say? Chase, Brian, do you guys have any other closing thoughts at all? No, I'm back on track tonight. We're paying our ace for it. Let's do it. Yep. Oh, oh, I wanted to do one more thing before we go. That's okay with you guys. Of course. I really have been wanting (laughs) – what did you say, Brian? I was kidding. Like, no, it's not okay. (laughs) I really wanted to do um, a homer prediction for tonight. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Lineup's not out yet, so we're going to have to go off, like, whim. Yeah, so I'll go first. I think if Carby plays tonight, I'm going Carby. (laughs) <laughs> he's not going to play off of the lefty McClanahan. He's Probably like, not. He might, dude. He, he hit a home run off of um, uh, when he played, played the Cubs. He played against a lefty. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think he's going to play. Um, okay, well, Harvey? if he doesn't play then, if he doesn't play, I'll go. I'll go shit. I'll go shit. I'll go Rizzo. I'll go Rizzo. Lefty, lefty. All right, I'm 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 going Judge. Judge has been. We I know Brian. That's why I jumped in before you because I knew you were gonna say Judge. So I had to get it before you. Judge has been in a home run drought. He hasn't hit a home run since. He's not been in a home run drought. That was not. <laughs> no, okay. I was. Let me get to it. God damn it! Shut the fuck up. Let me get to what I was gonna say. He hasn't hit a home run since Wednesday. So that's four games without a home run. Oh my god, that's a lot. That's a big stretch for Aaron Judge. It's Brian. <laughs> God, I was just berated there. I don't – I mean, I just think it's judged just because he's the MVP. And I mean, it's pretty much it. Probably the boring pick. I will be home run leader, but – got to pick someone else now because I picked Judge. Well, Judge is my pick. If I if I have no, to pick a second pick choice, else. like uh, – Let's oh, go Stanton. God. I mean, I was going to go Stanton. Trev Poppy. Yeah, I was going to think one of the catchers. Oh, I don't Trev know. would be so fun. Imagine Trev. I, I mean, I, I'm still – I still – I genuinely think Judge is going to hit one, but – yeah. So I'm sticking with it. Two of us for Judge. Chase, uh, do you want to close us out or is it me again? Um, do you want me to close us out? It's up to you, man. Uh, uh, let's, you know, you, 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 you got it. Yeah, you got all it. All right. This is exciting. All right. So that has been all from, from Spread of the News. Uh, we had a, a fun time again, as we do always. So uh, we hope to come back next week and talking high about the team yet again. And hopefully we had a good series against both Tampa and the Astros, two rivals. So, again, this has been Brian. As Michael K. will say later, see ya.
nice that's big from you nice and chase yeah um danny great job on your debut have to say um hopefully uh we'll be back in better than ever next week and um let's let's do it let's go yanks and also make sure to i'll just Give this I was going to say that next. Okay, go, go. Okay, go, go, ahead, go ahead. God damn it. I, <laughs> I wasn't you sure you were going to do it. it. That's why I wanted to do it. I thought it. you I said sure. I could do it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Follow, on in, follow us on Instagram at Spread in the News. That is Spread in with no G. Follow us on Twitter at Official STN Pod. And of course, get our YouTube ratings up. Uh, go subscribe and like on YouTube. We're trying to get that facet of it up a little bit. So go subscribe on there. It's a fun time. You get to see our pretty faces. You get, today you get to see Michael K's pretty face along with us. Please, three. please, so, please, please interact with us on Twitter. We and are yes, go dying. We're tweeting for a desert right now. It's, just, <laughs> it's bad. Please interact we're, with us. Help our. Yeah, we're engagement. having fun on Twitter. It, I mean, we would like other people to see it and interact, but we're having fun on it. Uh, come have fun with us on Twitter. Come talk to us. Uh, we're looking to do maybe a live stream episode on YouTube recently. I know Chase, uh, Brian, me and you talked about that. Chase, I don't think we talked about that with you. Guess I'm in the dark here. Well, yeah, if you don't read, you don't read your phone. But when anyway. did you text that? Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, so we might live stream on YouTube to watch a game. I know a lot of people are doing that now. So a live stream pod for maybe one of these Astros games. I kind of Tampa would be kind of boring because we play them so much. So let's do it for one of these uh, Astros games. Maybe Thursday or Friday for a night game. Let's live stream one of them. Yeah, Tune I'm in. Down, for sure. Tune into the live stream. It'll be either Thursday or Friday. And again, interacting with us on Twitter and Instagram, we will post the update on that on there. Yes, sir. So again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love everyone that does. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.